Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. Today, we are joined by Sherry Seligson. Sherry and her husband, Dave, have been married for over 30 years and homeschooled their four children for their whole lives, all the way through to high school graduation. She's the author of a couple of Apologia textbooks, Exploring Creation with Marine Biology and the current edition of Exploring Creation with General Science, as well as Internship for High School Credit and articles for various publications. She's taught science classes to homeschooled students for 15 years and has also had the opportunity to speak at homeschool conventions and ladies retreats around the country. Welcome, Sherry. Hi, it's so good to be here, Tina. Thank you. I love getting to know people. (laughs) And so Sherry, I don't know much about you at all. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, I'm, I'm definitely a science nerd for somebody to get to know me after a few minutes. Um, you definitely will hear science things pop up. And, um, that started with my, um, love of science paired with becoming a new believer and reading the Bible for the first time in college while I was reading Darwin's origin of species in a Mm. class. Wow. (laughs) Yes. And so that started me on my uh, apologetic journey and I get so excited Mm. to see God's fingerprints throughout his creation. I worked as a marine biologist at Walt Disney World for uh, several years before wow. I married my husband and we had started having children. And so mm-hmm. I got to swim with Mickey Mouse, but um, <laughs> thing was swimming with the sharks and then caring for the animals and collecting. And so, um, yeah, that's that's kind of me. I have more than a thousand hours underwater and love to dive. <sighs> love to see God's creation down there. That is at, we just got back from Maui. literally and let me just tell you I have never in my life been in the midst of the Pacific Ocean we were on a catamaran and we were whale watching and it's mating season right now and it was so unbelievably miraculous and then so we were able to go down there and actually hear them hear the whales, you know, with, it was just, I couldn't even believe it. The water, the whole everything. And I was saying to my husband, why did I never want to pursue something like this when I was in high school? And here I'm talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We, we actually know more about the surface of our moon than we know about the surface of the ocean floor. Wow. It's it's not been, I mean, new, new species are discovered daily. It is absolutely. And I tell students, you really want some inspiration for say a creepy science fiction character, mm-hmm. just look at some of the ocean creatures that have been yeah. because God's creativity is amazing. Right. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, all right, so tell us about how you met your husband, because I know a little bit about this story and I think it's really cute. <laughs> yes. We met in college. Um, we had a mutual friend in a physics class that um, we, we were in the lab class together and they partner everybody up into pairs and there was an uneven number of students. So we were in this partnership of three and our mutual friend dropped out. And so <laughs> there we were as friends, as, you know, getting to know each other. Um, and the class semester was electricity and magnetism. 
was meant to be. <laughs> Dreamy. I know. <laughs> so, I think yes, that's hilarious. Wow. As we did electrical circuits and studied for tests and um, yeah, it's just been, our kids were doomed. They just were doomed. To science. Yeah. <laughs> but we have fun. Uh, and so now, now your kids are adults. Yes. Tell yes. us about them. What are they? Do, do they love science? Are they out there <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean floor? Funny. They're, they are, many of them are, uh, we have four children and, um, during the time they were growing up, they would say, Hey mom, we live in Florida. Mm. And they would say, can we just go to the beach once and it not be a field trip? <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. No, I just, I can't not. I just, I can't. <laughs> and so they, they, you know, they, they kind of rolled their eyes a little bit in a kind of a, Oh yeah, that's mom. But, um, we have, our oldest is actually a research pharmacist studying, uh, cancer research in, in children. Wow. Um, so he had his, has his farm D and he's working uh, at Nemours, um, with children's cancers. Um, mm. our second, uh, was a full-time musician, which kind of mm. just out of the blue, that kid yeah. out of the box. He's out of the yeah. house. We know second borns him. tend to be out of the box. Uh, Jenny and I can both attest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, actually music is very science directed. It's, it's, it's a very mm-hmm. science field. And, um, it, and he's also our, like a super IT computer person. Mm-hmm. And so during the shutdown, all of his gigs, he was playing full time everywhere. Uh, and just canceled. He is a jazz musician and, mm-hmm. um, he pivoted right away. And a bunch of, uh, friends of his, uh, one of them had inherited a plant nursery. And now he is the R and D IT director of this really hip plant designer plant <laughs> nursery. <laughs> Every plant has a UPC code and they follow it from babyhood all the way till someone gets it. And he makes the windows open and close. But I mean, it's just, it blows. Okay. This is incredible. (laughs) So your children are, you know, teach them how to learn. He teaches Mm. constantly himself how to learn because you never necessarily really do what you're studying in school. Um, Our third is um, he worked as a mechanical engineer uh, in robotics and worked at Johnson and Johnson as a master's in engineering. Mm. And then partway through, really wanted to do more reach research in robotics and realized I can't do that unless I become a doctor. So he's mm-hmm. in his third year of medical school um, wow. through the military. Um, and so he's going that route, having a ball. Uh, thankfully, none of our children incurred debt through this process mm-hmm. of school. Um, wow. and our daughter took a two-year um, hiatus after college to work in ministry, full-time campus ministry, mm-hmm. and decided she wanted to get into counseling because of that. So mm-hmm. she's in her... Uh, almost finishing up her second year of her counseling masters. So that's wow. what they're all doing. Um, and we love them. They're just, it's just a blast to see them when they all come home and um, they're friends, which just warms my heart. They yeah. have great relationships with each other and it's just really fun. Mm, blessing beyond anything, right? Absolutely. So good. Absolutely. So you homeschooled them all the way through. Um, yes. How did you get that idea and why did you decide to homeschool? Well, we had gotten to know before we had our first child, we had gotten to know a family or two in our church who had been homeschooling. And that was fairly, fairly, fairly new back then. That was back when people would be homeschooling and they'd say, is that legal? And nowadays, if they find out you're homeschooling, even before the shutdown, you could say you homeschool and they say, I have a cousin who does it or a neighbor. (laughs) It was known. Um, So this was when it was like, even though it was legal, it was kind of unheard of. But the children that we got to know just amazed us. They're mm-hmm. not just their knowledge, but their demeanor, their ability yeah. to um, communicate to adults and little children, their service, their character. We, we were floored. And so I thought, 
can't ruin preschool. Let's try that. (laughs) (laughs) And so we did it. And then the next year, I'm like, well, it's working okay. Let's try kindergarten. And we we basically, I I couldn't see beyond the year ahead um, Mm. of us because it was overwhelming. And I I get it, completely overwhelming. But God was just gracious. There were hard years. There Mm -hmm. were some challenging years. We had some children with learning issues. Um, And of course, I have parenting issues. I'm yeah. <laughs> Amen. As do we all. <laughs> yes. And so that was, um, that was the process. And we just continued to pray that God would show us, um, mm. you know, his, his strength and his, I mean, if he was calling us to do this, then we felt like he would equip us. And yeah. um, looking at it from this perspective, I'm just so grateful. I, I see so many confirmations as to why for us, this was a, the perfect decision. Yeah. Sherry, you say in your blog, which we'll link in the episode notes, that homeschooling has been a, quote, been a journey, a fun, hard, exciting, challenging journey. And I wouldn't have done it any other way. What are some of those fun, hard, exciting, challenging things with which you've dealt? Um, you know, without taking hours and hours. Right. That's a very open ended question. It really is. <laughs> yes. Kind of like I said, we we discovered um, one of our children has uh, ADHD, and mm-hmm. we knew kind of when he was three that that was his thing. Um, never really willfully disobedient, uh, would just zone out. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and I did certain things. There's stories I can tell you where I'd use like the the three sided cardboard displays on his mm-hmm. desk and say, "Let's just do a little of this," and then I'd look, peek around and he'd be like looking at the cardboard corrugated lines like cardboard. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, oh, Lord, you know, just give me options, help me understand. And mm-hmm. um, he gave me some great ideas, some hands-on. Like I said, there wasn't a lot available to homeschoolers back then. Yeah. So I did a lot of reading. Um, I know, I mean, he's a brilliant kid too. I know mm-hmm. if he were in a public or even private school arena, yeah. he might have been labeled as delayed mm-hmm. or unable to learn. And I knew he was brilliant. And many kids with learning processing issues, which I like to call them that, not yeah. disabilities, right. they just have processing issues. Um, many kids are just brilliant, but they don't fit the mold. And so mm-hmm. for that child, I am just so grateful. Not just that, he didn't know he had ADHD and we didn't yeah. want to tell him he had it. We didn't mm-hmm. want to label him. Yeah, he, he figured it out. And by the time he was in 11th grade, he asked if he could <laughs> be tested because mm-hmm. he knew with uh, that test label that he mm-hmm. could get more time on his SAT exam and he mm-hmm. could get some accommodations in college. So we went through that process, but it was never a diminishing thing. And, and sure. we have a child that has dysgraphia, which I didn't mm. even know what that was until it was, mm-hmm. one of the, mm-hmm. it was a processing thing with a writing thing. I mean, I didn't even know. Yeah. And I was reading one day in 11th grade. I'm like, oh, 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 he has this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but God was just yeah. gracious. Um, the uh, heart, we had um, life issues, job issues. My father was ill during a certain time. And, um, came to live with us and moved in t- and went to the hospital again and rehab and back mm-hmm. to his apartment, back to us. Like it was with a, we had a year where I thought my kids didn't learn a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. your friends who were filling the gap and mm-hmm. helping take them places. And I thought we're just, and in Florida, we have to have our children assessed in some way. Yeah. And so I thought I just went to the, the teacher and I cried and I said, they've not learned anything <laughs> the worst because we have my dad and that. And, and uh, God was just so gracious. They learned, I mean, they actually, mm. not only did they reach a year's worth of educational improvement, many of them in many areas, they were more than mm-hmm. independent saying, mom, I got this, mom, I can do this. 
it kind of pushed them out of the me being that homeschool security blanket yep. mm-hmm. where they didn't have me available. Yeah. And they learned how to love on their grandfather. They learned yes. that family was more important, mm-hmm. that we we are flexible. And because we're flexible, we're able to to move with the things that God brings to us. And he is faithful to fill in those gaps for us. Yeah. So just looking back at that one year, which was, mm-hmm. I would say was really, really hard um, mm-hmm. seeing God's hand throughout it. Um, and, and then of course, allaying my fears that my children weren't ruined. <laughs> yeah. You know, God's got this. Um, yeah. It was just a blessing. So that's why it, it's like a little tiny boat in the ocean and the storm is blowing, but, yeah. but God's upholding us, you know, Colossians one seventeen. he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. He is upholding us. And so yeah. that that's where we are. We can be in our little boat and be safe because he's holding us, not because I have my oars or I have a motor or I'm in control. And that's what he had to do for me. Um, again, this homeschooling journey was a lot for me as much as it was mm-hmm. for my family to trust him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you about, you know, how do you, how do you, how are you so confident that you wouldn't have done it any other way? But I think you kind of answered that, right? I mean, well, God showed up and showed you him through it. Yes. But there, I can tell you there were times, but particularly that January, February dry ah. time of the year after the holidays and we yeah. enjoyed being together. And, and I'm like, how much does private school cost? I'd be like, <laughs> go check online. And, you know, I'd see, I'd see my you know, neighbor's kids like walk into school and I would just frankly be envious. Yeah. I, I, I mean, frankly, I was like, boy, if my kids weren't here, I could do this and I could get that done and I could delve into this. And, and it all started with I, 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 mm-hmm. and I realized, oh yeah, that's not what this is about. And so, um, it was really a, uh, a, I don't like to use the word crucible too much. Cause that sounds mm-hmm. like we're all dying through this, but yeah. <laughs> you can homeschool with joy. Um, and I believe that fully, but, um, we do realize that have to realize that this is not going to be holding hands with our children and mm-hmm. butterflies and walking in the sunset all the time. It's, yeah. it's the nitty gritty, but that's part of building relationships yeah. with them. That's part of going through those hard things, having those hard conversations, having that quality time that pops up with quantity time. You can't just set quality time on a schedule and say, go. And they're just like, what? Uh, So yeah, Yeah. that's, that's kind of my, my thoughts about that. Um, It's a, there's, there's a quote that I'm sure you've heard it. um, But did you ever hear that quote that says, maybe God's calling you to homeschool your children for what he wants to do in your life. And that is exactly precisely what really we all learn as moms mm-hmm. and dads, but as moms, right? It's, I mean, who's teaching who, right? <laughs> right. It's That's just, right. it's as much as we've ever learned, but speaking of learning and teaching and textbooks, <laughs> nice segue, Jenny. You see that? <laughs> You've written a couple of textbooks, Sherry, and created the accompanying video courses for Apologia. Yes. Tell us how, in the midst of your homeschooling, could you have possibly done that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only the Lord. Now, I didn't start doing this when my kids were in elementary school. And mm-hmm. I, I highly, I do not recommend families as a rule, unless there's some significant um, reason things open up. But I really felt like my prime directive, my prime responsibility was to be with my children, to give them their, my focus, to be with my husband, to be there in our home. He was calling me to that. 
And so if anything came in that way, um, in the way of that, I had to be prepared to just walk away for the better, Mm -hmm. for the thing that was more important. And so I really didn't start until our oldest was in the beginning of high school and the rest of my middle school age. Uh, We had four children in six years. So they were just like, bam. (laughs) There was this amazing, you know, boom in our, in our family. Um, and I mean, talking about God speaking everything into being boom. (laughs) I have Irish twins. I get it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And so, yes. So, um, they were all middle school and up, they were all more independent in, in at least kind of the day and what it was looking like. Mm -hmm. And so I started, I was approached by, um, apologia to write a marine biology textbook because Mm -hmm. they had found out that was my background and I had done some educational work for, um, for Disney in their educational department. And so, and then I'm like, I, I'm a mom, I can't write a textbook, but um, <laughs> they were just extremely in- encouraging and supportive. And I just started working through what I would want if I was teaching. And I had been teaching once, once you get pegged as a science teacher in the homeschool yeah. community, you guys know, um, oh, yeah. everybody's like, well, you teach my kids. We teach my kids. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yep. And so I had been teaching in co-ops. Um, we had done little co-ops in our home for years. And so I knew what I loved. I knew what I wanted kids to know. And that's, and so this is the first year that I did it. What we did was, um, for the, every month I would research in the evenings, do all my research. Mm-hmm. And then once a month, my husband would take the kids for a weekend, mm-hmm. go to visit grandma's go just, they called them mommy peace days. <laughs> all they, this is what the kids called it. And I took <laughs> all this stuff that I had collected and just wrote. And the temptation to go lay on the couch was there oh, yeah. to put on a movie was there. Um, <laughs> The, but I was committed that, that my husband was on, was on board with this with me. It was a family endeavor. We told mm-hmm. the kids, this is a part as well. And so that took a year to write. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then after that, just more things opened up. I've, I, I can tell you more about just when, if we get to the mom goals, what God did in me to prepare me for what he had, uh, for yeah. why don't you tell us that now? We'll jump yeah, to that. Let's we'll, we'll jump come back. right there oh, right yeah. now. <laughs> okay. Well, I had probably the worst grammatical writing education you could get. I had went to four <laughs> different middle schools. We, our family moved a lot during that time. So mm-hmm. four middle schools, that's the time when you're like diagramming the sentences and oh, yeah. learning parts of speech. And mm-hmm. I didn't get anything. I never yeah. diagrammed mm-hmm. a sentence. I knew what a noun and a verb was only because of schoolhouse rock. On <laughs> Yay. Schoolhouse rock. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> we can all attest to that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so that was just, um, it was just amazing to me with the perspective I had as my kids got older to see how God used me walking away from my career. You know, my coworkers thought I was nuts. You're going to what? You're going to be a stay at home mom. And then, you know, like two years later, you're having a kid. You're going to, I mean, it was just, it was, I was not doing what the career people expected. I had published research on shark behavior. I was speaking at conferences. I was writing uh, academic research. Um, It was just, it was like taking off. And yet I said, it's time. So I came home, but then we started homeschooling and I loved learning about teaching. I loved educating. I learned how to teach, how to write well, because I had to teach it to my children Mm -hmm. complete times. And God built those skills in me. Um, I can list off all the uh, uh, prepositional phrases um, or prepositions. There's like 45 or something like that. I I know them all because I had to learn them with all my kids. (laughs) He worked that in me for something he had prepared me, had had, was prepared Uh. me for in the future yes. by teaching students for those years, I was learning that there were many different student um, types of learning mm-hmm. and some kids were checking out and some kids weren't. So 
I had to get up there and do like the tap dance, but do a science tap dance saying, here's what's cool about this. And here's why you can see this and teaching them various ways to help them get that information into their brain. Mm -hmm. I even went after our youngest graduated high school, I went back and got a master's in education because Mm -hmm. I wanted to know, was I missing anything? And just for you homeschool moms, um, although I loved the people I was with, most of them were teachers in the public school arena, amazing, amazing people with hearts for their children. They just can't teach 25 mm-hmm. kids in the way that they're told to teach. Um, with, uh, I mean, just the, the pressure on those poor teachers. Yeah. Best, they're, what they're trying to do in the school system is do what we're doing at home. Yeah. <laughs> to tailor education to each child's learning ability. And it takes them three months to four months to even get to know each child every year. Yeah. They're getting new ones every year. Yeah. I know my kids, I know what works for them and what doesn't. And as they're maturing and developing, it helps me, you know, I, I pivot and adjust, but homeschooling was the way to do it. And I didn't even yeah. know that. And so it affirmed to me, um, and then looking back with that perspective, like, God, I see what you did mm-hmm. in all these arenas and all the things you gave me in me as a mom who was walking away from career. Um, yeah. and I'm thinking I'm just quote, just a mom. Mm-hmm. There is no just. Mm-hmm. A fabulous calling for every female, every mom. We yeah, and, yep. and that calling is is phenomenal. If you're home with your children, teaching them, loving them, putting the band aids on the on, you know cooking. That's that's all. That's the biggest and most amazing. Yes, thing you can do that mm-hmm. is not the sidetrack. Yes. That is not the point right. for the bigger thing that God has you. Now He may use you for something more mm-hmm. in the future, but when you're yeah. with your kids. That's the ultimate. And society doesn't tell you that, but mm-hmm. right now that is the ultimate, the mm. best. And he has that for you. Amen. And amen. I walked away from a career as well as I was a public school teacher and I walked away when my older daughter was born and people thought I was nuts. <laughs> yeah. And, but I think, you know, we all, we all have heard the thing, you know, women, you can do it all. Well, not really, but even there's seasons of life, right. You know, Absolutely. so but I love what you said that mothering is the most important thing, not the side gig. And God might give you a side gig, but got to keep it in priority and perspective as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is a side. It is not the main ultimate direction he has for us. Be ready to walk away if he's calling you to it. Yeah. But if he's calling you to do something and giving you a passion and giving you some skills, be thinking about how you can develop those skills while you're doing the prime thing with your children at home. I promise you. Your kids are going to grow up yeah. and they're going to actually leave the house. <laughs> that happens and it happens fast. Yes. I Don't say that. it. Don't say it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I, I really want, I mean, I miss that so bad, that season yeah. so badly, but yeah. um, I could, it's felt while you're in it, it feels like it is never yeah. ending. You don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I promise you they will continue to grow and yeah. they are going to do something that God has for them. And so you will have a next chapter, a next season. And he's using what he's doing now in you right now to prepare you. The technology may not even be available yet for you to do what you're doing, which is funny to say. That's so true. I go, um, my husband is actually my videographer (laughs) location and um, we have a GoPro. We have all this stuff. I have a phone. That's my microphone. That's little, and it's this tiny, everything's portable. Yeah. We get to go to Iceland and Africa and Australia and we get to go and film science things for children to see because mm. I'm not going to talk about a geyser 
and show them a picture because yes, uh, to see that God has made this planet in a beautiful way. And so that crack in the earth's crust that produces hot steaming geysers is there to keep us alive, to keep us sustained on this planet. And so I want to stand there and them to see the splashing and mm. that, that is real and that is mighty. And God spoke it in a moment. Um, so we, the technology wasn't available to do that back wow. when we were starting, but God knew what he had for us to do now. And so yeah. um, it's just amazing. It's, it's so, he is so awesome. I guess I would say it is not so awesome. He is so yes. awesome. I want to come with you. Can't I come with you? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> in regards to science, you, yeah, in, in regards to science, you say that nature is the best classroom. Just kind of like what you've said, right? Absolutely. We are wired to be outside. Um, there is there's literally uh, something that happens to our brains to um, help us to, to, to engage more of our neural connections, sound, sight, um, emotion, balance. Our children are wired for that. There's so much to see and do. Um, it is, it is, we were, we, where were we created? In a garden. Yeah. We were, we were created for work in a garden. Mm. And, and that was God's ideal. So we were yeah. made for outdoors and God reveals himself there. That's something uh. that you know, he gives us his general revelation in the world and mm-hmm. his special revelation in his word. And so that's part of my passion is for us to see God's fingerprints in his mm. creation. I just recently have wrote a devotional called nature truths that's coming out lord willing this next month that takes us through different passages in the bible where we see god's fingerprints he made this stuff he knows how it behaves so when he say has says have salted words words that are salted with truth what does salt do what does that mean for us um he talks about that did you know the hydrologic cycle is in the bible Mm. thousands of years before man even knew it was a thing god wrote it in the bible And so it's just so cool to see his hand and the, and the beautiful analogies he gives us in his creation. And so, yes, I, and sometimes it's just taking the math book outside and yeah. like, Oh, I can do this. Yeah. Just something to the outdoors. And I know some of you, like you guys live up North. <laughs> <laughs> so outside cannot be necessarily all the time. I completely get that. But um, seeking it when you can sitting by the window yeah. Um, doing mm-hmm. hands-on things whenever possible, bringing the nature inside, sprouting seeds during yeah. the cold winter months um, so that you can see what those things do. That's where the best kind of learning happens because mm-hmm. it engages all parts of your children's brains. It's and, pretty amazing. The hardcore Northern people, they will go outside in the blizzard in 40 below. <laughs> I mean, we're swimming over here. We don't care. <laughs> Crack that ice. Well, I'm not hardcore, Jenny, but maybe you are. I'm not hardcore either. <laughs> But, you know, ice fishing. So, you know, crack a hole in the ice and go fishing. I mean, it was 60 yesterday and the whole world was happy and just alive here in Wisconsin. Everybody, uh, we're, our family is going on a trip to Yellowstone. Finally, our kids are uh, 20, going to be going to be 21 and 19 but we're doing it. We're going to Yellowstone. We're so thrilled. And I, everything you're saying is just, I resonate with that so well, because while I'm not a marine biologist or anything, (laughs) (laughs) it's true. It's the awe. I just, it's, it's hard for me to comprehend people who that that's where I, I do see God. I mean, that's where it is. That's where I feel so close with him is just when you're outside and you're just literally in awe. You know, we use that word awesome so often and it gets so it's overused, but to say that the sunset is awesome. It is 
astonishing in everything, the flowers, the whole, but the ocean, like I was telling you, I just, I've never in my life witnessed just even the coloring of the water. Yeah. And it was something where I felt like, shouldn't everybody be required to see this? Right. <laughs> I think everyone should go to Maui. Of course. I mean, get out there, you guys <laughs> pack up your everything. <laughs> no, seriously, You hit on something very important because people talk about what separates man from the animals. And I'm not a theologian. I, I don't know all of those things, but I do know some things that separate us in ways that we're, we're, we reflect God's image, right? We are made in yeah. his image. And so we have character like him, our ability. So think about that sunset you talked about yeah. when you, okay. And then when we go to the Florida Keys, we go there once, once a year, we do a field mm -hmm. trip down there where, you know, everybody grabs their, their ice cold sodas or something. And they walk out to the dock to watch the sunset. It's absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. It's like a tradition down there. Mm -hmm. And I remember down there being down there a couple of years ago and looking around at everybody. And I realized, Hey, the squirrels aren't looking. The dolphins aren't popping their heads out and looking mm -hmm. at the sunset. The only people that are appreciating this are humans because wow. we identify beauty. Yeah. It is not something that is evolutionarily feasible or, or, or beneficial. I mean, mm -hmm. to appreciate beauty is not something that will help you survive in the wild. And mm -hmm. so if you hold to an evolutionary worldview, why do we have this? Why mm -hmm. do we have this? This is not something to keep us alive. It is absolutely spiritual. It is, it is part mm -hmm. of the way that God made us. It is something that separates, and there's many others, uh, but yeah. that beauty, that awe, that's, that is the, that's the crux. That's one of the mm -hmm. things that separates us from the animals. I mean, granted, we have a soul, we have, True. but, but just that one evidence yeah. Next time you see a sunset, look around, see if any yeah. animals are, are like excited because they're probably not. Um, <laughs> right. I have a cat that watches TV, but I don't know that he would watch the sunset with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little different. That's it little is. Bizarre. It is. Such a good point. You know, so I think, I think a lot of parents are on board with having their kids, their little kids outside playing, <laughs> just go play in the backyard and give me a few minutes peace and go climb the tree, whatever. Um, yeah. Nature study. You hear a lot about that with little kids, but with so many things, and I think science included, there seems to be a switch that flips when kids get to be teenagers, right? Yeah. And and then they get the parents get afraid of science. Yep. Oh my goodness, it's so hard. How am I going to facilitate this? And they throw. Now you have a textbook that's very engaging. You have two textbooks that you are do. very engaging, but like public school textbooks that we all grew up with, not yeah. interesting, right? And um, what do you have to say to parents of high schoolers, uh, middle schoolers, and high schoolers who are scared about science? Um, I feel like there's, it, it's universal. You're not alone for one. I mean, when our kids hit high school, we're like, ah, this all counts now. And everybody's freaking <laughs> yeah. out. I mean, exactly. not just science, you know, yeah. history and, and now we have to, have to mm -hmm. keep transcripts and, and it's right. all super, super scary. And my, my encouragement is teach them how to learn, teach mm -hmm. them to love learning. Um, yes, there are certain things we have to do that we don't love. You may have a, I don't know, writing, a writing, uh, uh, driven child who just mm -hmm. absolutely hates math. Okay. Yeah. That would but be one of my daughters. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> There's certain th things we need to understand about math to survive in our world. You know, yeah. doing taxes is something that, you know, if you don't do them, you could go to jail. So yeah. <laughs> there's certain things we have to do that are, that are not fun. Yep. And so, but what we can do is learn the character quality behind that, the mm -hmm. diligence, the, mm -hmm. the doing something that we know is right, even though it's not fun or enjoyable or benefits us directly. Um, mm -hmm. Those those are character traits that we're learning. So we can talk to our children about that. Um, we don't want to give them something they're not ready for, but we also know we can challenge them 
as, as well as they can go. So you can say, I know you don't love this, but you don't know what God has for you. And he may be using some of the things you're learning here to spark in you yeah. something that he has for you in the future. And they're going to go, yeah, I don't get it. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> they're still going to say that. So you're, but you're gone and you're like, well, I, and sometimes I would resort to my kids, you know, guys, you do it here or you do it in the public school or the private school. Yeah. Doing it is not the option, not doing it is not an option. Yes. So I want to make it as engaging and as, and, and, yep. you know, as possible. I would look for people to remember. I had the really bad grammar education. There's mm-hmm. a lady in our area who taught co-ops, uh, writing co-ops. Um, and I tr- got my children in that because mm-hmm. I could not teach it with a passion and yep. my kids do that. And so look for those who can come alongside you and help. Amen. Um, look for curriculum that fits the learning style of your child. Um, don't make it an option, but also teach them how to learn. Let them go at their pace, but don't let them go slow because you, when you know they really can, mm. because this is also a character building time for them. Yeah. Um, we're training our children in character. And I will tell you that character, lack of character is an epidemic in our mm-hmm. Yeah. And if your children, if, if, a, if an employer is looking for, as I, have, I talk about this in my internship, but if an employer is looking for a job to fill, a position to be filled, and he has one person who has all the skills and is lacking in character, they yep. show up late to their you know, interview, they're not really, you know, they had bad reviews, um, and they have another one who's slightly, not, not doesn't have all the skills, but you can see that they're there for you. They're mm-hmm. the entire time. You hire that yeah. one because that, an employer can't teach, cannot train in character. That's right. Try. That's right. And so teaching your children character qualities is going to take them farther than Mm -hmm. teaching them, I don't know, um, limits in calculus. Yeah. Um, If if they need to know limits in calculus, then they will have the character to find what they need to get the class to fill the gap. Everybody has academic gaps. Everybody. Yep. Yes. Not just homeschoolers. That's right. Private school. Mm -hmm. I had them. You guys probably had them too. Yep. And so we have to learn how to learn and we have to love the adventure mm-hmm. of learning, yeah. of, of seeking out. Um, we, I used to tell my kids, we were doing research and the search and yeah. research is the adventure. And my little, little guy, one of my little guys who loved adventure would put on his Indiana Jones hat. And, uh, <laughs> yes, that's what this is about. That's, that's what right. this learning is about. We're learning about God's world and what God has for that's us. That's right. So we have to be kind of cheerleadery sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but we need to help them have the perspective. They're, they're kids. Even yeah. they're 17-year-old and they yep. don't have the perspective that we have. And so yeah. we have to take that careful balance, give them options. Yeah. Them you, know, you don't have the option of doing math or not, but you do have the option of this curriculum or this curriculum. Let's take a yeah, look. That's right. So, that's right. Um, involve them in that. Let them start taking ownership of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because learning... learning is natural. It's we, You can't stop learning. And so you place your children in front of people who are passionate about certain things, certain subjects. I mean, even today, just sitting here talking with you, it, it just wells up in me, just a desire to know more, to, to read more. And, you know, even something simple, like going outside when um, there's a construction worker, like on our street right now, the whole street's construction, but they're all going down these manholes, all of them. And it's intriguing to me, but why not have your child? We actually did this. I remember when my son was little is, you know, he was asking questions. I know nothing about construction, but I'm not sure. Let's go ask this guy. And guess what? That was a great day of learning because the truth of the matter is 
you know, this man hardly ever has anybody walk up to him (laughs) and say, tell us about what you're doing. But this, this is learning. This is life. It's not segregated. It's not just some, you know, different airtight compartments that aren't connected. Learning is life. Life is learning. And just talking to people like yourself, Sherry, I mean, it's contagious. Mm -hmm. And so what a blessing that you are to all these kiddos. I mean, you have a story to tell regardless of anything. It's just so good. Well, God is good. And again, it's, it is, if I was left to my own devices, uh, be a mess. And it's yeah. still, you know, I still interfere, <laughs> but oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. that is good. And our children learning together, that has been something that's been an amazing thing for me. Your kids are, are building memories together that they would not have if they were in a brick and mortar school yep. where they're parsed away into their mm-hmm. various age groups. And they only associate with someone exactly the same age and socioeconomic, yeah. you know, whatever with as them. Yeah. Your kids get to do life together mm-hmm. and have those, those, um, those memories together. They're creating memories together that yeah. even if they're misadventures, remember the time that mom was driving <laughs> the new van and the tire popped and it was, like, Oh yeah. My kids, I'll just sit back and watch them when they all get together. And yeah, sometimes they're laughing about some of the things we did or even some of the, I don't know, cheesy things we had to memorize or something. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Start reciting stuff and laughing and I'm, they're laughing together. I mean, to <laughs> me, that warms my heart. Yes. Um, they want to be together. They have these fond memories that they built together and their relationships are close. And so, yeah, yeah we talked about that beginning of it just warms my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, you know, we always, we always hear that socialization question still, you know, 40 years after the modern homeschool movement. And obviously our <laughs> kids um, hang out with all kinds of other people. But one of the things I've realized is if you can learn to get along with and enjoy your family, because of course we love them, but we might not always like them and, you know, it can grate on each other. But if you can do that, you can get along with any stranger on the street, right? Absolutely. It's the proving ground for them um, to learn how to do relationships, even with their future spouses. It's, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. What's funny is even talking about your kids kind of making fun of you or laughing at you. Well, we had, I'm sure maybe almost all homeschoolers have had this, uh, some kind of, we had this CD that had a Bible verse for every letter. Okay. I don't know if you guys had this, but I'm telling you what a through Z I can, I can whip off a through Z Bible verses. So sometimes like many mothers out there, we might whip one of those things out when we children obey your parents and everything. <laughs> and the kids still, right. They're almost 21 and 19. They just are constantly just, they'll sing them we, uh, appropriately fill these Bible verses in when I'm doing something, <laughs> something just hilarious, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's things like thing. that. What's that? It's a wonderful thing. It's wonderful. It is a wonderful thing. The things to laugh at. Yes, most definitely. Later in life. Yep. Um, okay. So one of the things when I was looking at your website that I just warmed my heart was you talk about middle schoolers. You have a talk where you talk about middle schoolers. Um, I taught middle schoolers for five years and then high schoolers for four years before I came home to have my babies. And I love middle school age kids, but they freak a lot of people out. <laughs> You know, your own kids and all of a sudden they change overnight. This sweet little child is like insane and can't remember anything. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. What can you tell parents who are maybe they're petrified because their, their kids are like nine and 10 and they're, they're desperately afraid of those middle school years. Uh, What can you tell parents about to encourage them? Just dive in. I mean, there's, 
they're they're gonna they're gonna be going through some major changes physically, yeah. emotionally, academically, and it's it's not easy for them. But you are there to help them through it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting that I, I feel like adolescence and mom menopause tend to come at the same time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but the the emotional upheaval, the the who am I? That the you're able to be speaking into their lives, and it's going to be hard. They're going to challenge you more. Those of you who have young men or or coming up, up and coming young men, um, that's a, that's an interesting navigation as well, because God wired our young men to be future heads of household, Mm -hmm. which lead. And so yet they're still under your roof. They're still under your protection. They're still, you're still mom and dad, but being able to say, Hey, I need you to do this. Or will you please do that? And then saying, I don't think we should do it that way. I'm like, wait, what? What? I mean, understanding that they're wired this way and they're testing the waters in the same way we have our testing twos. You know, you say, don't touch that. And they look at you and they kind of reach their finger over like, can I do it now? Yeah. Um, They're testing. They're testing the waters. And um, we have to understand that we can speak into them um, saying, I understand you're going through changes and they're going to be like, oh, mom, please don't go there. Go there. Go there. I mean, because it's going to embarrass you. It's going to embarrass them, but not going there is worse. Yeah. And so, you know, don't just say, I'll be there for you if you ever want to talk, because mm. guess what? They're not going to want to talk. Yeah. It'll be yeah. embarrassing. And so start talking, having those conversations now before they get to those ages, um, helping them to discover how they learn academically. You're going to see your middle schoolers reading books upside down on the chair with their <laughs> legs over the top. And honestly, that's something that helps them learn. They're mm-hmm. developing massive new brain connections. And that's called proprioception, where they're learning, like, if I hold my arm straight up in the air to my right, my brain knows it's that in that position. I'm, I'm developing those pathways. And so mm-hmm. many kids learn better. Some of them learn better when music is being played in the background. Yep. So yep. you have to set the, you know, set parameters, can't be this loud, can't be this kind, um, but or this long or whatever, but but work with them because yeah. if they're not necessarily doing it to be disrespectful or disobedient, yeah. they're trying to get information in their head. And many yeah. times it's going to take a lot of different ways because their brains are growing rapidly, their bodies growing rapidly, and it's going to yes. start doing things that mm-hmm. they're not happy about. Yes. It's going to be awkward and trip and mm-hmm. um, clothes are going to fit them funny. They're not going to like the way their face is looking because it's just going crazy. And, you know, we've all been there. We know. And so talk about that stuff, um, help make it a little biologist. It doesn't have to be in public and don't, I I just don't say in front of the whole family, Oh, she's just being hormonal. Right. That's, that's diminishing. That's belittling. Um, Yes. Don't, don't, don't say, well, you're just being hormonal. You're just, you know, it's that time of whatever. Don't Mm -hmm. do that. Don't know. I can see your acne coming out. You're going to get it now. Mm -hmm. Just don't, belittle those things. Those they're scared of that stuff. Yeah. They know what's going on. And yeah. you know, um, what a blessing to be able to walk through those things or be there for them while their bodies are going through that. And they're not in the um a sea of fools. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those who are all their age who are always looking for someone who stands out that they can do yeah. that because then they don't be like they're not the ones laughed at. That's a thing. And so what a great thing to have. And be prepared to talk to them. They're going to become nocturnal. Yes. We're going to be tired. And they're <laughs> going to come to you at 11 o'clock at night as you're just barely walking to bed. And they're going to say, hey, mom, can we talk? Yeah. Don't take advantage of that. Don't say, hey, I'm, I'm tired. We talk in the morning. 
Mm -hmm. Brew some coffee or, or strong tea and say, yeah, let's do it. Take advantage of those moments because that's when they're ready to talk about, hey, some friends of mine were talking about this and what does that mean? And go there with them. Yeah, yeah. Don't we, we have to work with how they're wired instead of fighting against it and saying, you know, this is not a time for me. No, you're the parent. It has to be the time right. because it's their time. They need you. They need yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And I know it's equally as it's, it's hard, scary in high school. Right. <laughs> and I feel like, especially as the, as your kiddos are growing, you know, we, we talk to so many parents that are coming in the left now with just young, young ones. And I, I think, oh, it's, and each season is hard, but I'm here to tell you, as your children grow, <clears throat> sometimes the three-year-old was quite easy compared to the 20 year old. <clears throat> yeah. The young ages are physically exhausting. The older ages are mentally and emotionally yeah, exhausting. They they're just both, are. They're different kinds of exhausting. And um, yes, I kind of think that physically exhausting might be a little easier. Amen. Amen. What, what got me through some of those challenging, I have a child who was extremely, extremely uh, hardheaded. And, um, mm. I kept saying, you know, if I don't do this now, if I don't get up for the 75th time today and address mm. this issue, yep. uh, I can't do it when he's 13 and bigger than me. Yeah. Um, I've got to build those patterns yes. and those, that character now that we can refer back to at 13. Mm -hmm. So they understand there's consequences for their actions. They understand mm -hmm. how to love others and that others are definitely a part of the picture. Um, because God made it that way. So yeah, it is, it is not easy and sometimes it's not fun, but again, yeah. we talked, as we talked about earlier, right? This is also for us. Yes. This, this builds us, this grows us through this process. And I am better for it on the other side. My relationship with the Lord is greater. My prayer life, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Better yeah. because I'm always on my knees more. Yeah. And even now as adults, yes. the, the especially are even bigger. <laughs> you know, the issues are bigger and yes. harder. And, and so I'm on my knees even more and yeah. I, I want to be in control. And I That's right. Yeah. So I have to trust that God's in control. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's, there's not, a, I wish I could just say, do A, do B and do C and you'll have <laughs> the most joyful, happy childhood with your kids. And, um, you don't have to overcomplicate it, but it definitely is a journey and you're going to learn with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Can you talk, we're getting near the end of our time, but can you talk for a little bit about your book, um, the, uh, internship for high school credit, because I think that's an awesome, awesome concept. I've talked so much about, we should have more apprenticeships. We should have internships, all of that. And I loved seeing that you've written a book about it. <laughs> yeah. It actually came out of a series of misadventures that one of my children went through wanting to dual enroll at our community college. And he saw mm -hmm. they had internships and we were looking and he was at the time very interested in like video animation. And there was a company on that on that uh, website, the college website that was a partner of theirs. And like, Oh, they do this. That's cool. And he came home one day and said, guess what? I got the internship. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was, and I, I, you know, as the super encouraging mom, <laughs> I said, please tell me that you didn't go dress like that because <laughs> he was wearing a Pac-Man shirt. But he had initiative. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so going through, I'm like, well, if you're going to do this, we're going to do it for credit. And so we yeah. went through the process of, it's, it's really a workbook. It talks about how to write a resume mm. if you're a student that doesn't have a lot of uh, work experience, because a lot of them do have experiences that they can put on a resume. It talks about how to go for an interview, how to uh, narrow down something that they want to study or, or research or learn about, and what to call it, how to put it on a transcript, how mm. to um, have writing opportunities to um, 
to write about what they're learning, questions to ask, having a, this is going to be in a mentor. So it talks about what that means and how parents have to be careful as to who their children are with their minors. Mm -hmm. And um, it just walks them through the process of uh, up to a year, um, one to two credits of internship and how that works, number of hours and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. it's available on Christian book distributors and rainbow resources both have that. So mm -hmm. um, it's actually going through another printing. So right now I think you can get it for a real good price. <laughs> so, <laughs> a, um, it is a needed book to be sure. Right. It, honestly on a transcript for a college, to see that a student has executive internship hyphen law and they're studying yeah. pre-law that shows that they've seen what it looks like day to day and they're still in the game. They're more likely to get scholarships because yeah. colleges are ready to award positions and scholarships to people that are not going to drop out. Yes. And their mm -hmm. eyes are not open to what it's like many students. And so when your kid has an internship, yeah. they are head and shoulders above other students who don't even think about internships until they're ready to graduate college. Yeah. And their, and their transcripts look different, right? So they stand out, yeah, right? It's not just the cookie cutter thing as everybody, like everybody else. Yeah, that's right. It's right. Yeah. It, they stand out. They, they, and they, it shows that there's, they've got skin in the game. They've done this. They know what yeah. it's like. Um, and they learn so many more skills that then yeah. they can put on their applications, resumes, whatever they're doing. So it's a great thing. And because we have flexibility of homeschooling, they can do it during the work week, which public schoolers can't. Um, and you know, it doesn't require many hours a week. There's just ways to do it, to make it, um, a part of like a class five hours a week, right. you've got a class. So probably helps that icky math to be more tolerable if they know they can go out and do that internship that they really enjoy. Right. Yes, absolutely. That's right. Um, and then they may see that, oh, I need that icky math in this career. Um, so it's, it's definitely, uh, an eye opener. All of our children did at least one internship. Um, you know, it was kind of an extended apprenticeship at first, but we turned it into an internship because I wanted them to have some experience in the work environment, but we made it, at, we made it a credit. It was one less class they had to take and they liked that. Um, <laughs> and it was a way to give them a credit that was something unique that would help them stand out. So good. Any parting thoughts at all in general of everything? What would you say <laughs> to all the moms and dads listening? Don't run away. <laughs> um, you know, I guess the thing I would say is pray, be prayerful, ask God to show you when things get hard, what he has for you. Um, you are not ruining your children. I mean, that's, that to me was the thing I wish someone had told me from the beginning. You are not ruining your children academically. You're not ruining your children socially. You're not ruining your children for their future career follow, help them follow the beautiful way that God has made them uh, with the, the passions that they have, the skill set that they've been given, the, the blessings that God has given them and help learn along with them what career path or what God has for them. Enjoy that journey. It is a hard one, but just like any, a marathon analogy is overused, but it is a marathon. But one of the things that doesn't talk about in that marathon analogy is there are people like us on the sidelines, like you guys, like me who have gone through this process and we're on the sidelines cheering you guys on. We are going to give you that cup of water. We're going to give you the banana. We are there for <laughs> you. We know it can be done because our kids cross that finish line too. And we didn't lose all our hair in the process. Mm -hmm. So it's doable. And it's, it's just one of the best experiences in my opinion you can have with your children. Parents, I hope that you let that word sink deep into your heart. Thank you so much for listening today. You are everything that your children need because God says so. Mm -hmm.